Welcome in, everyone, to this Bastard Series prediction show. The Red Sox just wrapped up a four-game set against the Kansas City Royals, taking three out of those four games. They now stay at Fenway Park. They will host the Detroit Tigers this weekend for a three-game series. I'm your host, Jason Kelly. I've got Micah Storms with me. I've got Terry Cushman with me. Guys, let's dive right into these three games, starting with Friday night, 7-10, the return of Chris Sale to the Red Sox, and he will be going up against Tariq Skubal for the Detroit Tigers. Micah, who do you like in game one? This has got to be the least excited Red Sox fans have been for a Chris Sale return. I just think we've heard Chris Sale return, that phrase, too many times, and I think no one is really that excited anymore. Um, I have no idea what to expect. I think the Red Sox kind of caught a break that he's returning against Detroit. Maybe that was the plan all along to kind of give him an easier offense to go up against. So maybe I think they said on the broadcast tonight, I think they were shooting for about four innings. So hopefully he can give them three or four quality innings, three, four innings, one run, hopefully something like that. Uh, but to me, the the bigger part of the matchup is Tariq Skubal because he returned back, uh, from Tommy John. He he had Tommy John surgery last year, and he's a terrific left-handed pitcher. He has phenomenal stuff. And with the way this Red Sox offense is going, I I'm going to take Skubal. If you looked at his last four outings, it's been one bad, one good, one bad, one good. So he's technically due for a bad start. But I can't take an unknown sale when Tariq Skubal is going against a struggling offense. So give me the Tigers and Skubal. Terry, what do you got? I can't disagree with Micah. I mean, if you told me sale was available for six or seven, that could be a different ball ball game. But um, when you look at how cold this offense is, just absolutely ice cold. A guy like Scooball uh, should be able to, you know, give the Tigers a quality start, especially where he is a, a tough lefty. I mean, Yoshida sat tonight. I doubt he sits two nights in a row, but you got to figure Verdugo probably not in the lineup. Jaron Duran has cooled off. Like, he's taken a nice bath lately. Uh, one for 11 uh, in this recent. Uh, Orioles series. Let's see how he did against the Blue Jays. Three for 14. Not terrible there. Uh, three for 13. But still, you're not you're not seeing those timely Jaron Duran hits and then followed by him being hell on the base pass. So, you know, Scooball is catching the Red Sox at the right time. And as we discussed in the previous show, probably no Jansen. Probably no Martin, probably no, uh, excuse me, Freudian slip, probably no Winkowski. Um, those guys pitched in three out of the four games against the Royals. So who is going to back up Chris Sale? We mentioned Baraclow, possibly. Um, that would be another spaghetti against the wall thing for Bloom. Denelson Lamette didn't work out very well. <laughs> Um, Joe Jake's never really worked out. So that was very long winded. 
I'm taking the Tigers. Yeah, I agree. I'm taking the Tigers as well. This is the worst matchup of the series, I think. Uh, Scooball is nasty. He's, he's back to full health. He looks really good. Had a great start against the Rays his last time out. Um, you're, the Red Sox offense, when it's going well, it's the left-handers that are contributing. It's Devers, it's Yoshida, it's Verdugo, it's Casas. They're going cold right now, at least most of them are. And you're, you have to go up against a tough left-hander in Scooball. Um, doesn't feel great. Chris Sale, probably not going to go deep into the game. You mentioned, Terry, the bullpen is taxed, so he's not going to have a lot of help backing him up. Um, you're not probably not going to have Justin Turner in the lineup. That foot issue sounds like it's getting uh, pretty serious and, and you know, is looking like might be IL stint worthy at some point. We'll see. Uh, so what, your best right-handed hitter won't be in the lineup. It just – everything about it just screams like a – Three to one, just wet fart, just bad <laughs> offensive game. And I just think school ball is going to be too good. I don't, I don't think the Red Sox will have it. So I will take Detroit in game one as well. Uh, game two is Saturday afternoon, 410 start. Brian Bayo going for the Red Sox against Matt Manning for the Tigers. Micah, what do you got in game two? This has to be a lock for the Red Sox because this is a clear advantage um, in terms of the pitching matchup. Matt Manning, former top prospect, um, high draft pick, but he's been dealing with injuries his entire career. He has an over five ERA. Uh, Bayo should do very well against this Detroit offense that strikes out a lot. So that's good for him because he sometimes struggles to miss bats. So if he can get some strikeouts and some ground balls like he did against Kansas City, he should have another strong outing. So give me the Red Sox and Bayo in game two. Terry, what do you got? Automatic win for the Red Sox in game two. Um, just to add on to Micah, because I had it up, um, Matt Manning, first round pick in the 2016 draft Still has not uh, established himself yet. Uh, did have an okay uh, 2022, but it was somewhat abbreviated. Only 12 starts. How many innings was that? Can't find it. Oh, 63 innings. So short sample size. Um, no reason to pick against Bayo, even with some slight inconsistency. He is getting hit. Kind of hard. Uh, the home run ball been a bit of an issue, but I think Matt Manning is going to have a lot more issues at Fenway Park. So give me the Red Sox for game two. Yeah, I will reluctantly also take the Red Sox for game two. Um, I think Bayo will bounce back. At, you know, I think he'll, he'll put forward a, a good start. Matt Manning has faced the Red Sox once, and he pitched six innings of one hit ball. Um, only struck out two batters that whole time, but um, definitely gave them some problems. He's one of those weird, he's 6'6". So he's got that sort of downward, weird sort of angle that we've seen the Red Sox struggle with before. We talk about it when we face guys like Bailey Ober, who I believe is 6'7", he pitches for the Twins. The Red Sox always seem to have a weird time with pitchers that are really tall or just have weird arm angles. Um, the one benefit is that Matt Manning has never pitched at Fenway Park and he's not having a great 2023. He's been getting hit quite hard. So 
I imagine that pitching in a smaller ballpark, hopefully the offense wakes up. I think the Red Sox will go lefty heavy in that game. So should have the regulars all in there. Um, and hopefully the offense wakes up against a guy like Manning, who even though he's tall and has that weird arm angle, again, has not had a good year. So they should be able to tee off on him. And you've got Bayo backing you up. Feel pretty confident about that. So I'll take the Red Sox, although I do still think Manning, Manning might give them a tough time first, maybe second time through the order, but hopefully they'll figure them out. So I will also take the Red Sox game two. Game three, a little bit of a weird one, and sorry if you don't have Peacock. This is a Peacock exclusive, so not on Nesson. Uh, it's at 12.05 p.m. on Sunday. Cutter Crawford going up against our old friend, Eduardo Rodriguez. Micah, who do you got in the finale? I was wondering if Peacock discourages password sharing and account sharing because I just think Red Sox Twitter should just share Peacock throughout. I think that's what they should do because this game should be free. It's the Red Sox and Tigers. No one is paying to watch this game if they don't have Peacock. Come on. But um, the return of Rodriguez, I was a huge E-Rod fan. Um, would have actually been interested to see Rodriguez return. Um, would have been curious what the what the Red Sox would have had to have given up to acquire him, but obviously that did not happen. Rodriguez is no stranger to Fenway in 74 games started, 4.3 ERA, so pretty good for a ballpark that usually gives up a lot of runs. Cutter Crawford, we talked about this. Uh, Terry, you've stated it multiple times. His home and road splits are just glaringly just opposite. So I can't see myself picking Cutter Crawford at home with a six-plus ERA. Erod is having a heck of a year. I hate the idea that I'm going to be picking the Detroit Tigers to take two out of three, but the pitching matchups, I, I can't take the Red Sox in, in two out of three. So give me the Tigers in game three. Terry, who do you got? Micah is, um, you know, he's not anti-Bloom like some of us, but uh, appreciate the non-Homer, uh, you know, analysis there. Um, I also have the Red Sox losing two out of three. I've, uh, I've taken the same uh, result that Micah has as well. Um, it's going to be interesting here with Erod. Uh, will he get the video montage, you know, that other players have gotten? Um, you know, it was a love-hate relationship. I was I was an Erod apologist uh, for the most part here. I boldly picked him to, to win a Cy Young or two along the way. Didn't happen, but, but Erod is, is really good at, at pitching under stressful or unique circumstances. He has great numbers at Yankee Stadium. The hostility of that crowd never phased him. He got a golden opportunity to pitch in the World Series, and the only reason he got that opportunity was because Nathan Avaldi was needed for six or seven innings in that epic third game. So that's how Rodriguez got his one and only World Series start. Uh, it went pretty well. It might not look great on paper, but if Corey yanked him when he should have uh, prior to the Puig at bat in the seventh inning, his numbers look much better 
So I don't think Rodriguez is going to uh, be bothered pitching at Fenway. And it's probably not going to happen, but if he ends the inning on a punch out, I hope he glances over at Alex Cora and points to his wrist. I would love that. That would be precious to me. Um, Because that could either be my time or you ain't got much longer on the job, buddy. I don't know. One of the two. But um, Cutter Crawford has been ass at Fenway. Um, Terrible. Absolutely terrible. I think like Paxton, I think I saw something where his velo also uh, has dropped a little. And uh, Crawford, I I don't think, has pitched quite this many innings uh, in his career. So could be a little bit of a fatigue factor. But uh, if anybody can't handle uh, pitching at Fenway, it's not Rodriguez, and it's definitely Crawford. So I'll take the Red Sox taking two out of three. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned Cutter Crawford with uh, some some dip in the velocity, and perhaps uh, the innings are starting to eat him up a little bit because he hasn't pitched this much, and he's not used to it, and fatigue could be setting in. He is a very hard thrower, and if he can't, match that velocity that he usually has, he's not as effective. Um, his his stats at Fenway are terrible. He, he's not a good pitcher at Fenway. And Eduardo Rodriguez is a very good pitcher on the road. This season, he's got a 2.70 RA on the road. So he's and he's actually pretty much the same at home. It's maybe a few decimal points higher, but he's been very consistent all year round for the Tigers. And I think he's a guy who is much more at peace now. He didn't want to be traded. We know that based on what happened at the deadline. He wanted to stay put, and he's at peace now. He, he doesn't have that storm going on in his head about, oh, man, am I going to end up you know, on somewhere where I don't want to be, or am I going to have to invoke that no-trade clause and piss off my, my GM? He doesn't have that going anymore. He can just go out there and pitch. And, yeah, he. I think he's going to also want to stick it to Alex Cora a little bit, who you know, famously rode him really hard while he was here. And I think is a big reason why Rodriguez wanted out by the time his contract was up. So I I think that there's a little bit of revenge coming for Eduardo. And again, just the Red Sox offense, if they don't figure it out the two games before, I don't see why they would figure it out against Eduardo Rodriguez. So I'm taking Detroit in the series finale as well. So uh, make it 2-1 across the board for the Tigers. Not the most uh, dynamic, sexy picks, but I think that's just kind of where the team is at. You know, the offense is floundering. You've got a pitcher coming back who's probably not going to pitch many innings, and you've got Cutter Crawford pitching at home at noon on a Sunday, uh, which is a weird time for anyone to have to pitch. So the the formula does not stack up in the Red Sox favor. Super quick, I forgot to mention this. Tigers have won five of their last ten, which includes the last three in a row. So perhaps they're heating up at the wrong time for the Red Sox. Oh, and one other interesting nugget. Tariq Scooball. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie when I before I pulled his page up, I'm like, is this you know a, a Dominican guy? Um, white guy from California. So <laughs> threw me off. But he is represented by Scott Boris. So, um, you know, if you're represented by him, you've got a lot of potential. Kyle Teal 
uh, recent Red Sox uh, pick in the first round, represented by Scott Boris. So get ready for get ready for that circus. You know when the time comes. Oh yeah, no, I, I always live to hear more Scott Boris audio because that guy's not insufferable by any means. But uh, yeah, it's true. You know, if, if Scott Boris is representing you, um, you're no schmo. You're 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 a pretty good player. So yeah, I think school ball is going to be tough. And I, honestly, I think the pitching all weekend is going to be tough for the Red Sox, particularly how the offense is going. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But until then, uh, we will wrap up here. We've got our Bastards Roundtable episode coming out on Friday. We'll be talking some uh, some Sedan Rafael and another GM from the other league who uh, many of you don't want us to talk about anymore, but we're going to talk about him whether you like it or not. Dave so, Dombrowski. Yep, yep, the infamous DD. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's going to be on the roundtable as well. And then, of course, the weekend crew will have you guys next Monday to recap this Detroit Tigers series. So, Everyone have a good weekend. We'll talk to you later. Take care.